and you know one thing about setting goals and believing in what you want to do is that you become creative on how to make it happen but when you don't fix for me timelines help me you know by the time i fix a deadline that there's nothing i can do about it that's how i've been able to work with procrastination that's how i've been able to work with by it. setting, setting timelines. timelines as in dangerous timelines that we involve people wow <laughs> probably involve money you know probably involve integrity and all that and you know that this you cannot fail you're listening to Becoming by Design podcast with Maradio. And in this episode, I'm sitting with Tokumbo Fashara and we talk about how to go after the life you want. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Becoming by Design where I believe that we become the woman we're meant to be by intentional design and not by default. So thank you for being here today and being intentional with your dreams and being intentional on your journey to becoming beautiful, to becoming smart, influential, to contributing to the society and to living your best life. Thank you guys for being here. I realize I say thank you a lot in this podcast, but I'm truly thankful for everybody who spent some time, who clicks on the link, who shares the link, who puts up the video of the link on their stories, um, a screenshot of the link on their stories. I'm truly, truly thankful. So yeah, <laughs> thank you once again. I'm so excited about this episode, guys. I sat down with Tokumbo Fashara. She's an author and also an HR consultant. And last year, she released us a memoir called The Persistent Woman. When I saw that book, I was so intrigued. I was, and you know, because the tagline also said, overcoming 20 years of rejection. And that just like hits me like, wow, okay. So I picked up the book and then I read through it and oh my God, the things that she shared. And just much more than the story of her life was also how she was dogged in pursuing the life that she wanted, even though she, you know, met rejection in so many places. She came across so many obstacles. This story will resonate with anyone who feels like uh, something is always stopping them from achieving their dreams. And, you know, for her, it wasn't even things within her control. My God, her story is so interesting. And she's such an amazing storyteller. So you'll be so drawn into the story. And I really hope that, you know, you can pick up a few things about just pursuing the life you want, not stopping for anyone or anything, you know, not stopping for people who say that you can't and just being dogged because that's so important in becoming the life that you want. Uh, Mrs. Tokumba Fashara, she's an entrepreneur, a human results consultant, a career coach, writer, and speaker. So um, just get ready for an exciting episode. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at becomingbydesign. Follow Ms. Tokumba Fashara on Instagram also, that's Tokumbo, T-O-K-U-N-B-O-F-A-S-O-R-O. I will tag her on Instagram so you can find her. Follow her book, The Persistent Woman. She's currently making a lot of media rounds. Um, and yeah, enjoy this episode. Thank you again. 
Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. We've been scheduling this meeting since as far as March. Yeah. <laughs> also, so yes. I mean, before we started, now we've had maybe like 30 minutes of conversation and you've just been honestly sharing yeah. with me, like talking to me like I've been your friend for such a long time. So <laughs> well, I really appreciate <laughs> your you. honesty and vulnerability. And, thank you know, you. I hope we can share some more. So you wrote a book, you know, called The Persistent Woman. Yeah. And apart from that, you then put overcoming 20, 20 years, years of rejection. rejection. Yeah. That's such an interesting title. And that's what, you know, piqued my interest when I saw it, like mm. overcoming 20 years of rejection. How has that led to becoming the woman that you are today? Well, basically, I think I started feeling rejected from the age, from a very young age, like um, I think six or seven years. Wow. Yeah. Um. You know, it's normal for a child uh, growing up. Okay, I had four girls. Okay. I had, I'm the firstborn. And, you know, I'm not looking this. At, for me, everybody is down there. I'm like the first. So I'm supposed to be an example or something. I don't know how it was just supposed to work. But I had a younger sister. And she was so pretty. People would come to the house and say, oh, she's so fine. They were looking at her. And I'm looking at them, you know, say something about me. And nobody's saying anything. And they're like, oh, my God, she's going to be Miss Nigeria. She's going to be this. And nobody's saying anything. So I kind of felt, I started feeling ugly. And then um, she was one, she always getting all the flower girl rules. You know, those kind Aww. of flower girl, little bride. I never got anyone. The only one I managed to get was um, the one that the dress was too big for her. So I just had to, you know, they had no choice but to, you know, fit me into that dress. So I think um, I had started feeling, you know, inferior at that time. And then um, we were, I was in primary two, she was in primary one. And I think at that time in school, they gave us a double promotion. Um, those that first, that comes first to third position. They will give you a dog promotion and you know she came first in her class and guess what she came to meet me in my class and um, both of us were in primary three together and guess what happened she got in there and started talking in the class and i was getting second position eighteenth position so you know at that point um i started feeling like oh okay um She's way better than me. And I didn't just feel she was the only one better than me. I felt like everybody around me was better than me. I thought I was very ugly. I thought that my nails, you know, were very... Because my nails were very long. My natural nails, really okay. long. And then most people in my class, they had those very short nails. And I still walking around like this. I would even lie that my, my, I'm an Igbo girl thinking, forgetting that my name is Tokumbo, thinking <laughs> that Igbo people are even, you know, better than Yorubas and all that. So... Um, I had those issues, you know, um, trying to fit in, trying to, I, I just don't know, I, I just felt so different. And then when, just as, about, as I was about to get into secondary school, some strange things began to happen to me. Like um, my results began to, okay, disappear. You know, maybe those, the ones that didn't disappear or, you know, like strange things during the common entrance, you know, those um, computer sheets where they just connect like um, 159 should connect to 160, should connect to 161 and they just mm -hmm. tear them off. Mm -hmm. You can imagine there was no disconnection and 160 was missing. So mine was missing. So of course, as usual, different girl, I had to write A, you know, 1A, 2B, you know, so it started 
that way um my sister got into school i was still at home they were struggling to get me to school it was just such a long story i got into secondary school it's those things were happening my names were just getting omitted here and there you know we write jam together she would pass and i my own results would even be missing completely missing and when my friends get to jam office they would tell them that oh sorry she didn't sit for the exam and there were just so many instances like that and at some point people started coming to my parents to tell them that see this girl that there's something wrong with her she cannot amount to anything in life they were telling telling them that they should go and put me in a sewing school, you know, to go and learn with someone, an existing tailor or hairdressing, that they shouldn't bother about sending me to school. Well, I don't blame them because my sister was already in university. The one after her was already in the university and there was a two-year gap in between. Yeah. So you can imagine, I was at home and, you know, and you know those things, you can't control them. When they tell you that you didn't even sit for the exams, where do you start where from? Where do you start from? You know, and also there were just so many things. And then for me, uh, my sister, I hated her. We, I hated her so much because I just felt like, you know, when somebody's maybe, I don't know, stealing your shine or taking everything. Hmm. I remember I didn't talk to her for two whole years two whole years and wow. we're in the same house the only thing i said to her was um mommy calls you daddy is calling you or something i remember um we're going to write jam again of course my jam university jam was seized so she got into ui so we're going to write jam again so they had even bought another jam form for her so both of us were studying together that day i remember so someone knocked on the door that um oh she had um some chips you know what they call chips those um Oh, you don't know what, what do you call chips? <laughs> <laughs> chips are like Expo. Oh, Expo. Yeah. Okay. So I told her, ah, there's someone at the door that has Expo. She didn't even answer me. I said, I'm talking to you. She didn't respond. I said, I'm talking to you. She just screamed at me. That you should be ashamed of yourself. That look at me. I'm in school already. You are not in school. You're wow. just there. Imbecile. And you know, oh I just um, took the dictionary and I checked the meaning of imbecile. I cried till morning and for the next two years, I did the only thing I said to my sister was, my parents are calling you. And I didn't talk to her for two years. It was after that time, I think, how did I even start talking to her? My mom called. And she, she had a meeting because she noticed, even though it kind of pained me that it took her so long to, so notice, yes, to notice. Exactly, to notice and all that. So she called the meeting and all that. She noticed that both of us, I just burst into tears. I didn't even realize that I was still so hurt for two years. And in so much pain, you know. My mom was shocked. That what happened? Why are you crying so hard? And then told, narrated everything to my mom. And my mom. My mom just says, <laughs> like, after two years, how could you have done this? You know, how could you have kept this kind of thing and asked my sister to apologize to me? So I guess that was when we started talking, but you know, the relationship never just, yeah, no, but no, it's, we're good, we're okay. good, as in, after marriage, of course, after mm -hmm. marriage, and... I now became a Christian in terms of <laughs> total forgiveness okay. and all that, so... 
so we're good now so basically the story talks does not just talk about um, my early early struggles in terms of rejection the book basically talks about my struggle to get an education it didn't just stop there even you know trying to get into the university trying mm -hmm. to say my names were always omitted but i was dogged you know when you have so much grit Mm -hmm. And you made up your mind that, mm -hmm. see, <laughs> I am going to succeed here. And, you know, I guess that's one of the things that have made me really successful in my career as an HR person. Today, I have the highest global HR certification in the world. Because, you know, when you have struggled so much to get something, I just make up my mind that, see, I'm going to get to the peak of my career. No matter what, I'm going to, if there's, if they, tomorrow, they create another one that's higher than that. I would okay. do it, you know? And so where Just did this to... grit come from? Can you trace back to... Okay. Oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> I guess it's a long story, but I met someone in camp. I met a friend in camp. I guess at some point, this being persistent, I started with my parents when I was much younger. You know, when my parents, they were the ones that refused to give up on me. Like, no way, this girl is going to go to school. I was still too young to understand... You know, I was just thinking of suicide, everybody hates me, blah, 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 you know, and all. But my parents, especially my mom, she would come to Lagos, she would cry in at the Ministry of Education, you know, just to get me registered and all that. Because even when I was, I was about to arrive at Wayek, my name was omitted again from school, you know, and all that. So she didn't give up on me. So, you know, when you just keep pushing, even service, they omitted my name two times. It was the third time that... <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, it's good. It's a good thing because at least today I have a story to write. I was mm. telling them at the launch of the book, the one I did in Lagos, that see, if I had not gone through all these things, all of you would not be here today. I won't be here. I won't be. Um, I won't have written this book today. I probably won't even be an author. I'm kind of grateful, even though I don't know if I'm if. Maybe if I, I could go back in time if I want those things because, my God, they were painful, you know, moments and all that. So, at some point, my mom was pushing. My parents were pushing. They were pushing. You know, when they push you till you finally serve, hmm. you know. So, I got into service and I met a friend. I met a girl, very smallish, you know, like she was the first, the, the, sorry, she was always the first on the line because of yeah, her height. She, we just... You know, started talking and as usual, I, I started telling her about all the horrible things about my life, all the negative perceptions I had about myself, and I just saw somebody screaming at me. Oh, come on, will you shut up? Will you shut up? You have so much greatness in you. The first day I was like, ah. From where to where? Excuse me, <laughs> like, what's this person saying and all that? And he just screamed at me. And you know what? I, the next time I did it again, she screamed. So just to avoid her shout, when I want to think negative, I stay thinking positively. Do you understand? When I want to open my mouth to say those negative things, you know, positivity comes out. And you know, when you hang out with that kind of person for three weeks in camp, trust me, my mindset set changed. And you know, we after camp, you know, we're still close and everything. If I became prayer partners till today, we're still prayer partners. You know, we pray like every night. And all that so we're very close so my mindset went back to reset mode in fact it was at that point in camp that i set goals for myself 10 year goals and everything and i made up my mind that see come with me this greatness that this girl is saying must surely come out do you understand so i have fallen many times 
so many times that I couldn't even capture in the book. That's the truth. So many times that after I read the book, oh, I forgot to talk about this. Oh, I forgot. And then there are times you just want to summarize. You know, you just like, mm -hmm. there were so many times I did this. Because if I decide to pick one instance, you know, we'll have like 10 volumes of this mm -hmm. book and all that. But you know what? Guess what? After every fall, I stand up because I just, you know, when you make up your mind, that see, <laughs> I'm not going to be a mm -hmm. failure. I'm going to succeed no matter what. I'm going to be great. This greatness, I must, that this girl is seeing, do you understand? Must manifest. So you just make up your mind. I didn't even realize that all what I was doing was being persistent. I didn't know. Until one day, my husband and I went for a couple's meeting. And you know, in that couple's meeting, they're like, oh, you boo. Mm. They gave us um, two forms. Like, don't let your spouses see what you're writing. They asked us so many questions, secret questions. What do you hate about your husband? What do you love about your husband? How is your husband around the opposite sex? You know, all those kind of questions. And because they said we shouldn't, ah, I was like, okay, I'm going to really download here. Mm. Since, you know, so that they can actually deal with these issues. So everyone opened up. Immediately we finished, they just said, swap your papers. And we almost passed out. You know, when you have put all these secrets, and I thought that, that she wasn't that. going to see exactly. So we just we had to swap, and then I saw something. I saw on my husband's paper, What do you love the most about your wife? And I saw she is the persistent woman. In fact, wow. that was the day I realized that. Oh, so that means all this because it's not just um, the book talks about my struggle. You know, okay, this it summarizes the book, highlights the story of hurt low self-esteem, rejection, and the painful struggle to get an education. It describes the relentless process of building a career and the difficult cult road to entrepreneurship. It speaks about how I broke through limitations by persistence, resilience, hard work, and grit into becoming, a su um, into becoming successful in my personal and pro professional mm -hmm. life. So basically, it just talks about, because I really struggled to gain an education, Let's just say my mom was the one that was persistent then, you know, pushing mm. it, pushing yes. it. And then in terms of when I now, you know, finished, now succeeding in career and as an entrepreneur was mine. So it was something that um, was like a two-way thing. I just mm. had to fight it. But wow, it was a full 20 years. I actually, you know, when you kind of, I don't want to use the word... <laughs> closure <laughs> like mm. it sounds cliche as in it wasn't until after like 20 years of like struggle that you know you actually just i think the second to last last chapter i titled it finding ease after the fires mm. after the fires that was it you know i went through the fires i tell people that's it. a lot of people see me today and they tell me oh i want to be like you oh i wish i was like you hey, i'll just shake my head oh i just hey you don't want to have gone through the things you know you be careful what you wished for see my story is like that of a diamond you know the diamond is formed in one very ugly i don't know it's called a mantle very blackish horrible thing you can never nobody can ever imagine that anything good can come out of that mantle but mm. guess what after a lot of painstaking work and all that polishing processing and everything that beautiful, beautiful stone mm. comes out of it so i guess that's what um 
So for a, for a woman who is you know chasing her career, chasing her goals, and she's she's facing this rejection, she's in this mantle place as you have called it. Yeah. This place where it's ugly, where it's painful, mm-hmm. where you know the cutting, the processing, oh, the yeah. shaping. How can she get to a place where she says this is good for me? Because at the end of this, I'm coming out as a diamond. Is there a way to, to see it? Because, you know, for you, you said you had Okoyemi Oduwale. Yeah. That saw the greatness in you. What if there is nobody around her you to... You know the good thing about mm. life now, mm. social media and all, is, is that there's so many of them out there now. There's so many inspiring people. There's so many. And uh, for me, it starts with... You know, Okoye was just a tool for me to realize that I needed to eradicate negativity. Okay. So, you don't need an awkward to tell you to eradicate negativity. Now, listening to this podcast, you should know that the first hindrance to you being successful is being negative. You have to, every, every way, in every way you can eradicate negative thoughts, negative people around you. Negative mentors. I don't know. I, I know what I'm saying. You look for positive mentors. Because there's some people you go to them. Oh, this one I want to do. Ah, I can never work. Never. Nobody has succeeded in Nigeria. And you know, and there are people you respect. And you listen to them. You know, there's a story of... um um There's a woman that shared in one of Wimby's conferences that I attended. I think she owns this. I can't remember the name of the company. But she's the first in Africa. She said they discouraged that everybody like before you can even get the 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 license, it will take you two two years and all. Oh, it can't work. This thing can't work in Nigeria. There's no power. There's no this. That she shut off every negativity around her, and she decided to stay focused on her goal. And within six months, she got the she got all the approvals mm-hmm. she needed. Today, yeah. South Africa, other countries, they are. She's exporting okay. to them. Meanwhile, that thing, that what, that stuff that she produces, every um, imports it, yeah, into Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, into Africa, not just Nigeria. So she even supplies the whole of Africa because it's cheaper for them to import, import from Nigeria, Africa. exactly, mm-hmm. and all that. So the point I'm trying to make in this is, you need to stay focused at your goal. The truth is, when you are in the fire, stay focused. You know, you have to be focused in the fire. Mm. So while those things were burning, while I was falling, while I was making so many mistakes, of course I made mistakes too, while I was having so much issues, I stayed focused. All I was seeing was the goal. That's why whenever I fall, whenever it hurts, I still stand up. I still jump up. So I would advise them, the first thing I'll do is to make sure, once you have a goal, you know, eradicate every aspect of negativity, replace it with being positive. Once you have a positive mindset to life, no matter anything that happens around you is a distraction, you know, as in that, and you will not be distracted, you just be focused. So I guess that, you know, it starts from within. So I want to know if you have... um 
an instance in your life so apart from your education because you know you talked about how your mom was really the driving force in making sure that you got the education but now in your career and the hr consultancy that you've built was there a time that you wanted something and it didn't look like it was going to work and you almost gave up and you know if you hadn't given up you wouldn't have gotten it many times many times many times um in fact i could tell you almost every time because nothing good comes easy but like i said you stay focused there's so many times that um it's and it, there's sometimes i really hurt there are times that you know you would have tried your best you would have put in everything into it but it, it's you know but at that point that thing is not in your power especially when it's dependent on somebody else the decision is dependent on somebody else um there's little nothing there's there's very little you can do but for me i tell people i'm, I'm a very bold person um i there are times that i go into meetings and i ask some very daring questions and those questions open doors for me and my colleagues are like how can you ask that kind of question and i tell them that because they were like why did you muster the boldness to ask that kind of question and i'll tell them that see i'd rather ask and get a no, no. than than have to regret <laughs> you know you know than die regretting that i maybe they would have said yes Maybe I should have asked. Maybe I should have asked. You know, once they tell me a no, I just move on to the next thing. But you know, I'd rather get receiving no than not even asking at all. So that's 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 um, it for me. Um, you you as long as you have done your own best. But you know one thing in my relationship with God, I realized that there are times that. Sometimes we struggle so hard, so hard to get those things. And at the end of the day, his plans are better. I wrote, I think there's a chapter in the book. I can't even talk, I can't remember the title of the chapter where I talked about um, I talked about how I really wanted something so bad. It was a good thing. It was a good thing. In fact, it was an office space, and you know, I wanted it. I'd already gotten the. It was a four millionaire office space, and I'd gotten a. The, the Nana just fell in love with me. Okay, come and take care of two million. That was amazing. I couldn't understand how two millionaire was a problem for me, for my husband, for my family, mm. and all and people that you usually even get way more than that from. My mom was doing a project somewhere. Everybody was busy. I don't know what was happening to everybody's money. And two million naira became a problem. I was upset with God. I said, God, so two million naira is a problem mm. to you. Mm. That two million naira is your problem. You created the heavens and the earth. Two, I was so upset. I refused to move my things from, from that particular office space to another, to... to to move, I just refused to, and I was the only one because they needed to demolish that place. So they asked all of us to leave. So we're looking for a new mm -hmm. place. I was like, I'm moving that my things from that place 
to the four millionaire to the four millionaire or two millionaire yeah. place and everything and the money didn't come and i was so upset and one day my husband just got angry just went got some people some drivers and everything they went they moved the ACs, carried everything and i was so angry and i told my staff you know what everybody go home work from home i don't care i was so angry wow i was really angry with god i was angry that god after how i work hard so two million is your problem. I was angry with my husband. Two million, you can't go and fight for me. You know, and all that. I was just angry with everybody. And I didn't realize that God was preparing something better for me. But I wasn't looking in that direction. I was looking in another direction. By the time I discovered what God had planned for me, I still feeling very stupid. For killing myself over it. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was 1,001 times better because what God planned for me gave me ease. I didn't need to pay service charge. I got everything for free. Even internet for free. I got I got everything I needed with ease. And I was like, God, so this is how you are. So sometimes, you know, um, Sometimes I've learned to work hard, do my own part, and leave the rest to God. God. So when it doesn't work out, you know, there's even um, something that I'm currently going through right now, you know, but I've learned that his plans for me are good and not evil, and to, it's to an expected end, because there's no reason why I shouldn't have gotten that thing. But you know, it's just strange and ridiculous and I'm like wondering what's happening here. But you know, I I just I just said to just trust God and hope. I've done what I need to do as a human being. I just leave the rest to God. So I hope I answered that question. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you so much. Thank so you. um to close, I have a couple of questions I ask. So they are called the becoming questions. Okay. Yes. So, firstly, I want to know what part of your life you are currently working on. That you know, um, it could be a character thing. It could be something that you know, like okay, this part of my life needs to change. I'm putting laser focus on it. I'm working on it so that I can get better. Mm, okay. Um, I have a confession to make. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have a confession to make. I hate reading. But you wrote two books. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I have to read. So currently, this is the book I'm reading. So that's a give and take, Adam Grant. Mm. Um, so it's something that I have to consciously, like consciousness, consciously work on. And um, I'm just praying that God will help me, you know. And there's something else, but God has been helping me. And because it's something I teach against. That's um, procrastination. Okay, I tend to procrastinate um, a lot, but I kind of um, put some things in place, such as place. exactly such as um, um, you know this thing they call the smart goal. You know when mm -hmm. I set a goal, I apply the smart goal. That's a specific, measurable, measurable attainable, realistic, and time bound. Okay. So for example, last year I had two major projects two major projects and um, one was to write my GPHR the other one was to write um, my persistent woman mm -hmm. so what I did was in January 
okay, I set the goal, I write my GPHR, pass in May. You know, I just believed that I was going to pass, even though a lot of people failed the exams and all that. Believe pass in May, in May, I start writing my persistent woman, I launch in November. Wow. Crazy. I picked up my phone, I booked the hall, I called the rental hotel, booked the hall, sorted out all I needed to sort out. When so, when did you book the hall? February. But you hadn't started writing the book. Oh yes. <laughs> wow. I know me. If I hadn't done that, we'll still be this book won't be out today. Wow. That's the truth. There's something I'm currently working on now, Project Oguru, Empire Oguru, and all we're we're empowering um um it's a slum. Oh my god, those guys, they can barely eat. If you see where they are living, there's an area in Odudua in Oguru. So I had a boarding to help them. I, it's a place I usually go to like every week, you know, sometimes take bread to them, take drinks. But I found out that enough of giving them fish, let's teach them how, how to, to fish. fish, you know. So we're, some of them, we're sending them back to school, especially the young ones that have five credits. Okay. Um, about 50 of them are currently running a skill acquisition program right now on um, catering, hair making, soap making, paint making. And some um, some some of those boys are already making money now from repairing phones. Wow. And oh, it's amazing. I saw some of those women, they're already selling their soaps and they're making money. You know, I'm even inspired and all that. So, you know, part of, I immediately the plan came and everything. I just sat down like, okay, skill acquisition will start by 1st of July. If I, I had, I didn't have a dime to start it. But I set that goal. And you know one thing about setting goals and believing in what you want to do is that you become creative on how to make it happen. But when you don't fix, for me, timelines help me. You know, by the time I fix a deadline that there's nothing I can do about it. Like I had to call the company that we're outsourcing the um, skill acquisition um, skill acquisition um, project to, the training, yeah, the training too. And I booked that then. Are you sure? There's another company that wants to book this day. I didn't know where I had the guts to say, yes, I'm sure. Do you understand? So as the days were coming closer, I realized that you have to work harder on raising funds. Do you? Do you? But if I had to wait to raise funds first, funds first, I won't even take it seriously. We'll still be here. Maybe you and I will just be chasing today. I won't have mentioned Project Empower Guru. So that's how I've been able to work with procrastination. That's how I've been able to work with like like setting, so, time setting lines. timelines. As in dangerous timelines that will involve people. Wow. <laughs> probably involve money. You know, probably involve integrity and all that. And you know that this, you cannot fail. So even if I'm sleeping and I remember those timelines, I'm jumping up to get that work done. <laughs> no, but that's the truth. You have to understand yourself and look at what works mm. for you. Mm. I remember the same thing happened to me with launching the podcast. Yeah. So I said the time I announced to the world that I was going to launch it in March 27, mm. I did not even have a microphone to record. Mm. I had not booked any guests. I just put it out there that... My podcast is launching March 27. And you're right. So I started looking for creative ways to, okay, how can I do it? And everything just started to fall into place. And that's all you need. A lot of people are still laid back. A lot of people are still there, you know, not achieving goals. A lot of people are still there in the same place, being average or even below average. Because, you know, they're just the fear to make that decision. 
or one thing I know is that you know you know what fear does? Fear kills everything. Fear kills everything. You know, someone comes and tells you, Oh, okay, maybe you have an idea. Oh, I want to I want to build a house in two years and then somebody comes and tells you, you know that's impossible. Mm. You know, and you too, ah, it's strong. I don't want to be embarrassed or ah, fear, you know, and you just kill it. You know, fear can just kill it. Can it can it work? Can it actually work? You just kill that thing. But you know, when you believe in it, you now begin to think, okay, how can I build a house in two years? What kind of business can I go into? What do I need to invest in? Mm. What do I need to you just you don't find out that you will become creative. Mm. Ideas will begin to drop in your head. You begin to ask questions. And then people will go, oh, there are options here. You can do this. Um, there's a mortgage plan. There's a this. There's a that. You know? And you just find out that. Nothing else. Exactly. That's it. Hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. So finally, I mean, I know you've written uh, some some form of memoir with the persistent woman. Yeah, it's actually a memoir. memoir. Some, some form, form of memoir. memoir. Okay, yeah. so it's actually a memoir. But if you were to write your biography... At the end of your life, what would you title it? The Limitless Woman. Love that. <laughs> Limitless wow. Woman. I'm still gonna write it. Yeah, I will. I will. Even though I never plan to write, I never. If someone had told me five years ago that I was gonna be a writer, I'm like, how do they write? <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> but if you want to know how I became a writer, buy the persistent book. The persistent woman. What an episode, guys. I mean, thank you so much, Mrs. Fasher, for sharing with us, being so open and vulnerable. I'd love to hear from you guys what you thought about the episode and what insights you gained and what you think you can immediately begin to apply. So definitely leave us a comment on Instagram at Becoming by Design. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget that you can get Mrs. Fasher's book, The Persistent Woman, by following Tokumbo Fashoro, that's T-O-K-U-N-B-O-F-A-S-O-R-O on Instagram. Definitely pick up a copy of The Persistent Woman. It will change your life. Thank you guys for being here. I will see you on the next episode.